Hello and welcome to Boom Goddess Radio. I'm your host, B.B. Peters, together with Dr. Andrew Gould-Marks and Jennifer Davis-Page. Hello, ladies. Hello. We're so delighted to have back for part two of our program a most amazing and soulful author and illustrator, Wendy Knox. Wendy is the author of the book titled From Muck to Magic, and she's also the artist behind the beautiful pictures that literally spill over the pages. We've been talking to Wendy about uh, her discovery process of finding herself in the muck, and now we're going to go a little deeper, like our Dr. Andrea likes to call it, and talk about the spiritual and the the emotional elements that were behind Wendy's recovery and reawakening and then the creation of this masterful book that she wants to share with the world. Wendy, welcome to Boom Goddess Radio. Thank you. It's a joy to be here. You know, it's said that the artist is really um, a spokesperson or a mediator from the deepest parts of ourselves and expressing it in ways that the you know average human being can can look at and understand things that are often hard to talk about or nameless you know like the scream Clint the scream you know you see this face there and it's just got an open mouth and who needs words right so an artist can really um, put the nail on the head as you have with your beautiful, beautiful illustrations. So what I'd like to, you know, kind of take you through, Wendy, is, you know, like the story as you told it, and there's even more layers to that story, but basically the story of a young woman who is incredibly gifted and an idea person and an artist in that she was willing to go from the idea to the production in a schedule and a sequence over and over again for how many years? Well, my career was probably 30 years. I mean, I still do some consulting for branding, but I started as a junior copywriter when I was about 25 and I lost my big fat creative director job at 50. So 25 years and I still do some work. But of course, but I think in the lifespan yeah. We're very fortunate if we can manifest our gifts right away so that we can make money and we can be in the world and we can learn all those things. And then we get kicked out very often. I mean, we've got hundreds of stories of a similar pattern. Thank heaven for the first half of life. Right. But we use those resources over and over and over again. And on some level, we can get exhausted, especially when we're in corporate. Yes, and um, Bibi can speak to this later too. And Jennifer as well, because Jennifer oh, herself course. has experienced uh, a lost uh, job being an executive with Amtrak, right? She came to a point where her job was no longer available. So uh, while you still have your family support and all the supporting blocks around you with friends and so forth, but it is such an impactful challenge. 
And so many women suffer the same the same fate that uh, you and I did, Wendy, uh, growing older in corporate America, and then they decide that you're no longer useful to them after you've given them the best years of your life. You know, so uh, you're. This is going to be. Uh, a chapter for many women that were concerned as to whether they could survive it after after a certain age, whether they are no longer viable at a certain age. And we're here to tell them, yes, you are. Yes, you are. And the process of accessing that, that inner magic that seems so far away when we're leveled by losing a job, and then as you so eloquently say, losing an identity, and then being in the second half of life where there are the, the issues of taking care of aging parents, and there are the issues of whatever might develop with our children. You know, it's just all of a sudden a perfect storm. So I think it would be really helpful to talk a bit about the elements that are needed, like you said, and like we started out with. Ultimately, luckily, you have a lot going, a lot of gifts inside you. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Yes. And they're all organized in a certain way, output-wise, to perform within the corporate environment. Just right? Yes. And what I realized is what I loved about my job was the creating of ideas. And, you know, in advertising, we collaborate. So I still have a, a partner who we do work for uh, smaller companies and individuals, goddesspreneurs, branding. So I've taken the part that I loved about advertising, which was the creative process, the collaboration, the ideas. And I'm still using that. But the part that was so difficult was the further you get up the corporate ladder, the less of the part that brings you joy, you know, the less of the part that I really enjoyed. And it was more managing, dealing with clients, selling, all of that. And that was like uh, soul crushing. And that's the problem with corporate America because that's what it's that's its standard operating procedure. Correct. So now I sort of have this thing like I do besides my book and speaking to women and blogging, I do some advertising, but I only now do it for either clients who I have a connection with products that I have a resonance with, or if it's just too much money to say no to, but right. you know, I have a criteria. Right. And you just mentioned your blog and we'd like to invite our listeners to check out your blog, to go to your website, which is wendynox.com. And we'll give that specific information at the end again. But your blog is so soulful and forthright. What continues to inspire you to write such thoughtful words and stories? Well, thank you. What I love more than anything, when I started advertising, the way I, I was taught was it was a conversation between two people. And it isn't usually that when you see a commercial, but that's what I love. I love to write as if I'm talking to you. So I feel that things that I'm going through are things that we all go through. And I feel like I'm somebody who often says the things that other people think and either don't know how to say it or not are not comfortable to say it. 
And I don't know what it is about me, but that is sort of my world, the world of feelings and emotions and intuition. And I love to share that. Like when I was really freaking out when I was turning 65, because it sounded so old and I feel so young inside, like I'm just getting started. But I decided to, um, come out with it because there's so much ageism in the world and inside of all of us, you know, that serves so many taboos about women with age. So it was a big leap of faith. And oddly enough, I, uh, my piece was on Maria Shriver's website and some other places. And I got the most, uh, reaction, the most, uh, soulful reaction to what I'd written from other women. And I felt it was because I really dared to speak my deepest truth, you know? And that's what Margaret Mead talked about, post-menopausal zest. Mm. And, the, and the grandmother movement that originated, you know, on the, well, you know, the East, the West Coast really put it forward. But obviously an indigenous yeah. Um, you know, matriarchal tribes. So there was an effort, a big effort in the 1980s after the, you know, women's um, consciousness raising movement. The other end of that became really a journey back into matriarchy and grandmother wisdom and being outspoken about it. And, you know, I like I just had surgery on my foot, right? You know, now I'm going to have a scar on my foot, visible scar. And it's like, you know, you don't care. <laughs> right. I'm sure that you'll yeah. do fine with that. And no one no, will no, even no. mention it. Right. Yeah. Who cares? I mean, it's the hallmark of aging that we can be proud of and being outspoken carries that. Right. And I love Wendy's phrase for this idea of climbing out of this age thing. And she's calling it breaking out of the age cage. Wendy, yeah, that's the most amazing that. Yeah, So inspirational. Mm -hmm. And like, yes, yes, we are breaking out of the age cage. How, how, how did you develop that? How did that occur to you? I, you know, it's so interesting. My best work comes when I don't try. Mm, I, mm. I used to have these big deadlines in advertising and we'd be sitting there and my partner would be scribbling and I just had to like go shopping or go for a walk or take a shower. Like, so that came to me when I was walking. I live in Ojai, which is one of the most beautiful places in California, a very magical valley. And I go for a walk and lots of times I record things into my phone. And that's how I do my best writing is speaking. So I think that's how it came to me. And, um, you know, it really made me nervous because when I was in advertising, I remember when I turned 50 and my partner, who was a guy said, you're not going to tell people how old you are, are you? And mm. then the joke is that was the year I lost my job. But, um, there was a lot, you know, a lot of my paintings, kind of address these voices in our head. You know, one of my paintings is a woman and her head is open and it says, yak, 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 yak. And another, I also paint these like wouldas, shouldas and couldas, you know, all those voices in our heads. And there was a big voice in my head that said, you're not going to tell people how old you are, are you? You know, and I think it's 
it's a frustration in our culture that um, older women are called, you know, traditional like hags. And the word hag comes from hagia, which means holy. Or the word crone comes from crown. And, you know, I'm really trying to be kind and loving and supportive of myself as I age mm. because I feel like we are generation. We have the opportunity to change the world in that respect. And rebrand aging. Rebrand. Right? That's so yeah. funny. I bought that URL, rebrand aging. <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. That is so funny because I think, you know, what I do in advertising is branding, but it's like the branding has to start from inside of us and how we look at things. And ironically, I got my first book published at 65 and I had my first gallery art show at 65. Applause, That's amazing. Applause, Absolutely applause, amazing. Applause. And, you know, so many women that are listening to our show today are going to be so inspired by this because, it's as I said earlier, at some point they think that as you get older, there's no hope for us. And that is far from the truth. We have just another minute or so before we take a break. And when we come back with Wendy Knox, our guest, we'll talk to her about what are the top three things that have allowed her to feel this magnificent energy, this breaking out of the age cage, um, and how she continues to weave her life with those um, elements in her life, how she's open to them, how she is the receiver scepter for it and how she wants to shine the light on other women very much like us three boom goddesses Absol want to do absolutely. right jennifer absolutely absolutely so we are delighted that this is such a great opportunity for us to have dr andrea on the call to look at the psychological aspects of wendy's story and rebranding and rebirth and we can't wait to share uh, wendy's website wendynox.com and we'll spell that for you at the very end of the show right now we're just settling in and taking a little breather doing a break and we'll be back in just a moment or two and we want to thank you i want to thank you i want to take a second thank you for knocking on the boomgoddessradio.com door because this, this is just amazing, and we're going to absolutely spread the word. And we've got quite a network of fabulous women here in Tucson, Arizona, and we're going to make sure they know about Wendy Knox. <laughs> we'll be right back. back. This is B.B. Peters with Jennifer Davis-Page and Dr. Andrew Gould-Marks. And today we're talking with the most amazing and delicious author. Her name is Wendy Knox, W-E-N-D-I, Knox, K-N-O-X. And Wendy is the author of the book entitled From Muck to Magic. And we are talking about the book and also our um, femininity, our knowledge base uh, and 
everything just so uh, deep and amazing. And we left uh, the first half with Wendy thinking about what are the top three things, Wendy, that have allowed you to feel this power, this magnificent energy, despite the muck that you found yourself in at one time? I love that question. Thank you so much. Uh, Well, first of all, I have to mention my husband. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm really blessed to be married to my soulmate. I asked the universe to summon my soulmate. And I really, you know, we've been through a lot over 33 year marriage, but there's such a deep soulful friendship. And so I feel very blessed because I go into intuitive, creative realms that are different than his, and yet he's really, really supportive. When I went on my book tour, he was there helping me with everything. And, um, you know, when he met me, I had this big, fat, executive woman job, and now <laughs> the balance of things has changed. Yes. And was the one that was freer, and we've done this dance of helping each other, and I couldn't have done it, you know, just on my own. So I'm very grateful for that. And, and the other thing is that it's not an accident. And once again, you asked for it, you got it. Well, that was my second thing I was going to say is I'm a big asker. I really believe in what it says in, I think it's the Bible, ask and you shall receive. Because I feel like lots of us, and I do it at times too, we know what we don't want but you know it takes uh, some inner work to look at what we do want and i believe that when we ask very clearly and connect to a feeling in our hearts of of joy and rest receptivity yes that we can manifest it so i you know I think that's the definition of prayer by the way yes yes, yes. so i've asked how can i uplift and inspire others with my wisdom with my creative gifts. And then, you know, like I was led, I saw something about your radio show and I started reading about you and listening. And, you know, my, like the dragonflies, something propelled them to climb out of the pond, something (laughs) helped me to reach out to you. So I really, I'm big at asking, big at listening. And then the other thing is spending time in nature and I know it's not always easy for everyone. I'm lucky where I live. You know, it's like it's the Garden of Eden outside my door. But I believe even if you just walk barefoot on a patch of grass or dirt, you're connecting with something and, you know, grounding yourself in the wisdom of the earth and the cosmos. And I think it makes a huge difference. And then I believe that there are signs everywhere. And if you're aware, you know, for me, it was the dragonflies. The other day, a grasshopper landed on my head three times. So I <laughs> That's down. a sign. That's a sign of something, Wendy. Yeah, they're about, um, I read about them and the indigenous people feel that grasshoppers are good luck, but also about leaping leaps of faith, you know. So I pay attention to nature and the urgings of my heart and asking and listening, you know? And and that's really the combination. What? Yeah, but you see, it starts with the stillness, like you're describing. There has to be some level of stillness. We can't be like rushing about. However we achieve our stillness, whether it's just sitting still, watching, I have bird feeders, I can get lost in that forever. 
um, whatever it is. I had a client who was a bike rider. That was his way. He refused to do meditation. He said that's what he did. But after the stillness, what happens is it like, you know, it's like a churned up body of water. So then the waves settle, then we can see the bottom. So then we're in a state of receptivity. And if we're in a state of receptivity, then we can do ask and you shall receive. Because otherwise, we're in the middle of a hurricane or, you know, choppy seas. And whatever gets shown to us is occluded by the tumult. But once the tumult subsides, then we can receive what's there to receive. Then we've stilled the left brain. Now we're in the realm of the right brain, which is more artistic and abstract and emotional. Well, then we start paying attention differently, right? It's different than when you're looking at a spreadsheet or a calendar of rolling out a project. It's different. It's a whole other um, a nonlinear process that goes on. And that's what's responsible for manifesting our creativity. Like in a dream state, allowing us to connect with memories and things that happen during the day and something else and something else. The next thing you know, you've got the perfect stew of creativity. <laughs> like you said about the poems, the words came down and boom. And by the way, our chef, um, well, we were all chefs, but I know that, you know, Jennifer loves to cook and, and I've had the pleasure of watching her, you know, and I'm like, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? But she's, you know, putting in all these different ingredients and it's always delicious because that's her gift. One for gifts. I know. But, and um, Wendy, you were talking about uh, some words that came to you. What were those words? And, and so were you in a receptive, already quiet mode when they occurred? How did that happen? Well, I gave myself permission when that magical thing happened with the dragonflies and I wanted to force it into some form, like a book or this, and life happened instead. I, I surrendered and I allowed myself to be. It's just what Andrea, what you were saying, it was like I allowed myself to be, to stop doing, to stop pushing and sort of in that quiet void, these words came to me. Something just propelled me to sit at my computer and it was a poem that was fully formed and became the structure of my book. It's, these are the words, it's very short. Have you ever been stuck, so stuck in the muck with the yuck and the guck that you thought, what the muck? <laughs> You're crawling down there through the fears and the tears, the couldas, the shouldas, and how'd I get here's through the slime of self-doubt and the dreariest dread, all those noise, all those nasty old voices that yak in your head. But what if instead you accepted the muck and were sweet to yourself? Now that wouldn't suck. You could nurture in nature and lull in the bath and give yourself flowers, a good cry or a laugh. Just let yourself breathe. Now that would be new and set yourself free to feel red, green, or blue. Because being stuck in the muck and the yuck isn't tragic. It's just how we dragonflies grow our own magic. Fabulous. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. I love it. And I'm assuming that poem is in the book, right? Like in the, the structure of the book. Okay. Yes. The book, and then I painted each stanza. So there's, you know, uh, 
the fear and the worry and all the words that came in the first part of the book is darker, but there's always a little rainbow of hope. And the second part of the book just comes alive with color, sort of the process that we go through to grow our own wings. You know, and uh, what uh, age group of um, readers have you found to be uh, the one that uh, is drawn to the book the most? Well, it's an, that's a great question. Um, you know, literal minds look at it and they go, oh, that's a children's book, even though on the cover it says that it's, you know, for women and of all ages. But what I've really found, what I, I'm going to be making a sticker to go on the book to clarify, and it's going to say inspiration for ages 9 to 99. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes. Oh. What I found, I was at the book fair in L.A., and I had a little girl who was 10 years old take money out of her own pocket. She held the book like it was a doll. And I found out that her mother had died when she was six years old. Mm. And this book gave her comfort. Oh. Then I met a woman who was an artist at 70 and trying to figure out what her next step was. And it spoke to her. And then there was a woman whose daughter was suffering with depression and she bought it for her. And then there was somebody at 50 who had gotten out of an abusive relationship. So I feel like it speaks to many people, but I, I feel that... Um, especially women who are dealing with reinvention, maybe emptiness, figuring out their next half. And, you know, I think um, that's more of a psychographic than an actual age. You know, I right. think um, I always say it's for anybody going through any kind of change, transition, uh, stress, just life, you know, it's yes. a, it's almost some people use it as a meditation, like when they're going through stuff to remind them. And like, like I talked about last time when my son was having problems, it really helped me to think about he's a dragonfly. He's in the muck right now. And even though it doesn't feel very good, there's magic growing. And well, here's the thing that, that you give soothing solace with is that you really go out of your way to show it's a process. And we live in an instant world and process is often overlooked. What year were the dragonflies? When did that happen? Mm -hmm. It was 10 years ago. Okay, so that's what I, I assume I absorbed from the context that this wasn't like, oh, this just happened last week. Sometimes inspirations happen like a lightning bolt, like it happened last week, and then we manifest. But it can be as long as a lifetime, mm -hmm. funnily enough, if we understand that it's a process, there's hope. There is hope. And I just wanted to uh, end on this for a moment so that we have plenty of time for Wendy to share where people can buy her book, because we're about a, a minute 30 away from the end of the program. So, um, Wendy, can you just uh, share your website and how people can purchase your book? Absolutely. So my book, From Muck to Magic, is best found on my website, which is wendynox.com. And I'll spell that for you. It's Wendy with an I, because I knew too many Wendy's with a Y. So W-E-N-D-I-K-N-O-X, wendynox.com. And it's an I for imagination. 
Oh, I like <laughs> oh, absolutely. So absolutely. So. And um, before we say goodbye, we want our listeners to know that we'll be doing yet another program with Wendy Knox. Right, Jennifer? Absolutely. Uh, this is the end of, of 2019. We're going into 2020 and we're going to be visiting with Wendy next year. We're so looking forward to it. And Andrea, just a word or two on hope. <laughs> well, I think that the issue of knowing there's a process and knowing that you're not doing anything wrong, if it takes a day, a week or 10 years or yeah. two decades or whatever, that um, there is a special thing so that it takes what Wendy has illustrated and spoken about so eloquently and just kind of puts it a little bit more in scientific terms in terms of giving us where we're coming yeah. from. Okay, that wraps up our program for today. Thank you for joining us. For more information, visit our website, boomgoddessradio.com and follow us on Facebook, Boom Goddess. We'd love to hear from you. Your interest powers our programs.